this bulletin, Indigenous Voice Referendum Bill passes Law House. Inflation rises to 6.8% in April. And in AFL, Hawthorne's president responds to the closing of an independent inquiry into alleged racism within the club. to allow a referendum on the Indigenous Voice to Parliament has passed the lower house of Parliament. Australians are one step closer to voting sometime between August and December on whether to amend the Constitution to establish an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander advisory body. The bill passed with 121 votes votes in favour and 25 Liberal and Nationals members voting against. It came after a week and a half of debate and more than 100 MPs delivering speeches on the bill. The bill will now go to the Senate where it is expected to pass. Migrant and cultural groups are starting to reveal where they stand on the voice to parliament referendum. More than 110 migrant and cultural community organisations have issued a a joint resolution which calls on all Australians to work together to ensure the referendum's success. But Jamal Dawood, who has started the group who has started the group Multicultural Voices Against the Voice, says it could have overreach over every decision of the government if it's a debt to the constitution. He says if the voice becomes a reality, other minority groups will also call for an advisory body. If the if the voice will be successful, I will ask for a voice for uh, uh, non English speaking background because we we suffer more than we suffer more than the Anglo Saxon that the people from English speaking backgrounds, and then it will be open to all all kind of racial uh, division in the society. We need to work together. Inflation rose to 6.8% in the year to April, up from 6.3% in the 12 months to March. The price of food and drink increased by 7.9%, while rent went up by 6.1%. Higher automotive fuel costs influenced the change, sparking concerns of another Reserve Bank rate rise. ANZ economists expected inflation to rise to 6.4% only. The Reserve Bank of Australia Governor Philip Lowe has confirmed the RBA underpaid staff. Appearing at at Senate estimates, he said the RBA had hired troubled accountancy firm PwC to review the issue last year before the firm became embroiled in a tax leak scandal. He says the RBA has put a hold on all new contracts with, with the PwC. Over the last four to five years, spending with PwC has... Um, range between 100,000 and eight or 900,000 a year, so that's the kind of the, the order of spend. Uh, the PwC are going to continue to provide services under this current order contract because it doesn't make sense to change. But we've taken the decision to enter no new contracts with PwC until a satisfactory response has been forthcoming, and a satisfactory response includes both complete transparency and accountability for those involved, and we will not be seeking further services until that happens. 
Nationals leader David Littleproud has defended the former government's prior use of external consultants amid the PwC tax leak scandal. The consultancy firm, which was also employed by the former government, is under fire for the leaking of confidential Australian government information related to tax changes for large multinational corporations, which it shared with some of its clients. Mr Littleproud says it's about balance when using consultants. What, what you can do is move with agility uh, to be able to get a more cost-effective way to, to bring in skills that the department doesn't have uh, on a temporary basis. I think it's the actions of PwC subsequent to that, and I think this is about where, uh, in balancing budgets, you need to understand you're using Australian taxpayers' money, and you have to do that efficiently. And if you're able to, to be able to do that by bringing people in on a temporary basis to get the skill sets that you don't have in the department and don't need full-time, then that's common sense. Hundreds of healthcare workers are walking off the job in New South Wales today, calling for a 6.5% wage increase. A rally is scheduled at midday for one hour in Sydney and no patients are expected to be affected. Paramedic Tess Oxley told Sky News all healthcare workers are doing it tough. We're the lowest paid paramedics in the country by a considerable amount. And it's gotten to the point, not where we can't go on a smaller holiday than what we'd like to do, but where we're trying to work out how to pay our bills on a daily on a daily basis. This is what our conversations are at work now. I'm having to decide on a week-by-week basis which bills are a priority. I'm having to try and work out just how much petrol I need to put in my car by how far I'm driving, whether I'm driving just to work or with a second job if I have to drive a little bit further to get to that job. Premier Chris Mintz says he's hopeful a deal will be reached. South Australia's upper house has passed laws to significantly increase penalties for people who engage in seriously disruptive protests. MPs debated the laws overnight, which would mean anyone charged with obstructing a public place may be fined up to $50,000 or face up to three months in jail. Premier Peter Malinowskas told the ABC people who protest lawfully are sleeping rough or peacefully picketing won't face these fines. The law as it stands, uh, or today, because the, the parliament hasn't finalised this process, the law as it has always been for many, many decades is actually remaining the same. What the legislation is simply doing is changing the penalty regime uh, to make sure that it's increased so that people can't with impunity, break the law, knowing that the fine is only $750 and they can crowdfund that uh, in a way that means they can recklessly, with willful abandon, uh, completely disrupt the lives of ordinary South Australians. NATO says an additional 702 troops will be sent to northern Kosovo to help de-escalate violent protests, which left 30 NATO soldiers and 52 sub-protesters wounded. Sub protesters on Monday threw tear gas and stun grenades at NATO soldiers in the Kosovo town of Svechan. The area's majority subs have never accepted Kosovo's 2008 declaration of independence from Serbia and consider Belgrade their capital more than two decades after the Kosovo Albanian uprising against the repressive Serbian rule. NATO chief Jens Stoltenberg has condemned the unprovoked attacks. These are prudent steps to ensure that K4 has the forces and capabilities it needs to fulfill its mandate. 
Violence uh, sets back Kosovo and the entire region and puts Euro-Atlantic aspirations at risk. Archaeologists at Adelaide Flinders University have revealed evidence of pre-European contact between top end Aboriginal communities and Southeast Asian visitors. The unnamed land rock paintings have been matched against Dutch archival records of watercraft from the eastern Maluku Tengara region of Indonesia. Flinders University archaeologist Daryl Wesley explains. The details on these ships tells us that Indigenous artist was either on these ships or was very close proximity to them for a long period of time and it wasn't just a fleeting interaction between the artist and these particular fighting ships. Fellow co-author Associate Professor Wendy van Duivenvoort said Dutch explorers in the Moluccas reported as early as the mid-17th century that inhabitants from the islands regularly sailed to Australia's north coast. Top artificial intelligence executives have joined experts and professors in raising the risk of extinction from the software. More than 350 signatories are using U.S. politicians to evaluate artificial intelligence with the risks posed by pandemics and nuclear war. OpenAI CEO Sam Altman is among the group as well as executives from Microsoft and Google. And in sport, Hawthorne president Andy Goers has defended the AFL club, saying it's an inclusive team. It comes as AFL chief executive Gillan McLachlan announced the independent inquiry into racism allegations that the club would end following an agreement with six of the complainants. Legal action has been suggested and Hawthorne themselves could be said to come under AFL investigation for how they handled the initial claims of racism. Mr. Goers says he hopes it doesn't come to that. There are a number of um, discussions ongoing with the AFL. Of course, we'd be extremely disappointed if this matter led to uh, sanctions, including financial. Uh, But what I would say is we went into this process with the best of intention. I don't think anybody is questioning that. And having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, sunny 29, Perth, showers 20, Adelaide, partly cloudy 20, Melbourne, a shower 219 degrees, Hobart, showers becoming windy 17, Albury-Wodonga, cloudy 15, Canberra, cloudy 15 as well, Wollongong, partly cloudy 21, Sydney, much the same, Newcastle, partly cloudy 22, Brisbane, sunny 24, Townsville, cloudy 24, Keynes, a shower 227, Alice Springs, sunny 24, Darwin, sunny 30 degrees, and the Torres Strait, the Torres Strait Islands, a sunny day ahead, and a top of 30 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. 